And welcome to The Real Money Show. one 877 silver is the number to call to start investing. The Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit, guildhallwealth.com. You want more information, RSP. There's a way you can do it in person Saturday, February 6th. Uh, coming up here, it's going to be the Hilton Garden Inn in Mississauga. That is 3311 Caroga Drive, C-A-R-O-G-A. It's going to be at that uh, particular hotel. You'll want to register early, get your spot. They're filling up. And, of course, you got the RSP deadline as well, one 274 And you can Go to uh, realmoneyshow.com for more details as well. The theme of the show is they may have got it wrong. Uh, Darren, I'm going to throw a bunch of topics at you. I'm going to fire them at you one by one, and you can expand on each one. Number one for this morning today, anyway, Hillary Clinton. Well, before we get started there, let me tell you where gold and silver are right now as we do the show here. Gold Spot is sitting at just below $1,080 an ounce as we tape the show on Thursday. And silver... 1380, uh, down 2% on the day, 2.4% on the day, presenting yet another great opportunity, especially for those looking to top up their RSPs in physical silver. This is a great opportunity for you as well as gold. Thank you to those that came out to the seminar this week. Uh, there was a decent attendance in uh, in despite all of the weather. You know, it was a cold night, but we had a good attendance. We got a few people signed up, and that was great. Good to see everybody out there, and thank you for coming. But yes, John's right. We got some topics this week, and uh, there are so many dramatically escalating, exponentially expanding Horrible headlines to discuss, my friend. I could literally tape a 30-minute audio blog each and every day and still not appropriately cover all of the terrifying, wildly precious metals bullish material. So let's get started with that. You threw Hillary Clinton at me. If the people that listen to this show follow the news at all. throw her back? Yeah, throw her back, kick her back. Um, I'm going to hold on to her because I'm going to kick Trump over there. But uh, (laughs) anyways, fact... One of Hillary Clinton's private server emails proved what many have speculated on for years, which is that a principal catalyst, if not the principal catalyst of America's 2011 invasion and destruction of Libya that removed Gaddafi, was to steal its $7 billion worth of gold. Now, this being said, if you don't already know this news, haven't read the headlines, of course, a while back, we found out that Hillary Clinton was using two types of email. One was private, one was not private, in which case it uh, was being uh, used in, all on the same telephone. inadvertently all on the same telephone. And of course, that which is private was actually talking about public domain items. So they had to route through her server, tens of thousands of emails, of course, and they had to put that which was in the public domain back into the public domain. And of course, this is what serviced, which basically told us that they took uh, every liberty they could when they went in to take Libya over and basically help and support the allied nations to take that country. And essentially, it took them no time. It was an overnight job. Uh, and basically, they took $7 billion worth of gold and as well as all their oil supplies, which in my mind, as far as the gold is concerned, was out undoubtedly sold. And we talked about this yesterday, uh, Jeremy, surreptitiously to kick this strong dollar can a few months further. And I cannot emphasize a few months more, given that physical uh, gold demand has been so strong uh, that $7 billion worth of gold was likely covered up by governments or central banks and large investors in short order and will never, I repeat, never see the light of day again. And at the same time, with all of that gold that they acquired, Germany was still not able to get their gold back. So the question becomes, well, number one, that's gold conspiracy becoming gold fact right there. And the other thing is that what happened to the gold? What happened to $7 billion worth of gold? Is it now over in China? So yeah, they've kicked the can pretty far down the road. And, and that that's something that while a lot of Canadians have sort of take issue with exchange rates, what keeps coming up time and again is just how cheap the precious metals are right now, regardless of exchange rates. And so people are able to buy more than their fair share. For example, China is able to buy more than their fair share. They've probably bought well over $7 billion worth of gold in the last few years. So it's important to see that it is undervalued and it's an opportunity. Well, also, wouldn't it be that somebody wants delivery of their order? I mean, you place an order for metal or you lend against that metal. You you use it as uh, equity. You use it as collateral. You want your product back. It'd be nice. 
Right. Well, and, you know, speaking of that exact topic, Paul, it's a good point because exactly what was happening in Libya was that they were going to use uh, the gold to back a new currency that would enable them to pay in, in what they had was the dinar, uh, similar to what they had in Iraq, the Iraqi dinar and um, other countries in that region. But Libya was going to use a dinar to start paying for things that they needed, including oil. Um, and oil reserves and receive money back in the form of gold as well. Well, of course, Sarkozy caught wind of this through the email strand that went back and forth with Clinton and the other various officials involved. And of course, of you know, without saying the reason that they went ahead and did it, it's clearly right there in writing in the email that they decided to invade. So, I mean, there's all kinds of situations, but I think the moral of the story is, is that there was less gold above ground than we think, and even fewer ounces actually available to the public. Silver, 10 times as worse. 10 times as worse. What is the situation at the comics right now? I mean, I've been reading all types of articles where the major gold and silver bankers are actually been withdrawing product out of the comics. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that there's very little in the way of physical bullion available. At the peak in 2011, when mining should have been peaked and ramped up at a price of 49.30, it was argued by many of the best analysts in the world that there were somewhere around 1 billion ounces of silver total available, of which if we look at what was already owned by other people and would never be touched or was meant to be consumed by industry, half was already taken. So that meant 500 million ounces available to the world at large. And that doesn't mean that the above ground supplies are getting better, quite to the contrary, but we'll get to that as the show progresses. And on the COMEX, they've got less than half a billion ounces in inventory in the COMEX, which is which is right now less than one year's total mine supply. And with the mine supply falling because of the low prices and not just the energy sector, but now obviously in the commodity sector as a whole, the silver production is down year over year. So you've got obviously falling inventories. So if you want to look at the fundamentals of the market, you can see that, okay, at some point there's going to be a physical shortage. We've already seen shortages in the market and it hasn't even really hit yet. So what's going to happen when the shortages really start to come into play, the price really starts to go higher, and mining operations aren't yet kind of getting back up on their feet yet? You could see the price being uh, having a sustained rally. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Check out the Precious Metal Advisor. Sign up and learn how to use your RSP for some room. We're talking about the subject, or at least the topic of today's show, is they may have gotten it wrong. Number two in our list of topics, uh, Darren, is jobs report. Yes, public fact. If we look at what the Bureau of Labor Statistics, or the BLS, or the BS for short, uh, said in December, there was 292,000 seasonally adjusted jobs created. If we look at the public data, the fact is that only of 292,000 jobs, less than about 6% of them were actual real jobs. 11,000 so were how many, actual real... How many real Santa clauses were there in stores? Many. Uh, a whole over the Christmas lot. period <laughs> that will be out of work So far, that data, month. that data looks very bad, and there's a lot of Santas out of business after... The month-long gig. First. And what That's about it. the helpers? That's right. All the elves... Oh, gone. Yeah. Yes, gone. Okay. But the react, the reaction, actual reality is that we did, in fact, see 11,000 real jobs created. Those are real career positions that actually pay a real decent wage and would be counted as what we would consider to be middle-class positions in the U.S., the world's largest economy, which is being touted as an economy which is gradually oh, yeah. improving month after month. It is not. 292,000 jobs were created. They were... You know, uh, minimum seasonally minimum, adjusted, seasonally, seasonally minimum adjusted. wage jobs. The amount I've spoken before about the layoffs. I mean, there's been thirty, forty thousand layoffs in America of jobs that paid forty and fifty dollars an hour. AIG, not, not eight dollars right. an Big hour. One. So when you put them both together, they really didn't create anything. No, they didn't. Because if you the create, it, you create three hundred thousand jobs at eight dollars an hour, or you lose forty thousand jobs or fifty thousand jobs of forty dollars an hour, it's a push. Yeah, and 11,000 jobs wouldn't cut it either way. Even if everything was rosy and they created 11,000 career positions, what's that? I mean, 11,000 career positions in the U.S.? I mean, that's nothing. Nothing. I mean, nothing. That's just one big company. Yeah. Can can we talk about the fact that with all of the money printing and all of the efforts 
to push the market up. The Dow is coming down slowly over the last several months. Well, listen, our, the people we trust are all talking about it, so yeah, we should. Did it, and, and actually, the 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 president of the Dallas Fed on CNBC was. There's a clip of that. I think it's going to go out in this week's PMA, talking about them front front loading the the stock market rise and basically saying that they were out of ammunition and just coming clean. And everyone on in the blogosphere and on the silver sites are all saying, I can't believe CNBC didn't pull the plug or have an electrical issue or a cable issue and let him talk for seven minutes on, well, on the subject. You're, you're starting to see actually, on even on CNBC, that they're kind of saying that the big public companies are buying back their own stock. This is even why the stock market is not – there's not a lot of action. The action is coming from buying back their own stock. And again, you're going to – it's cheap money. When you borrow money for zero and you can buy it back, but sooner or later you're going to have to pay the piper. Interest rates will not stay the same. They're going to go up. Uh, housing prices are starting – mortgages are being affected. Housing prices are starting to come down. And if we look at Canada – especially, you know, out west Calgary, and you look at um, Newfoundland, uh, where the oil industry is, they're getting beat up pretty bad. I mean, I watched something last night on the news about how apartments or condos were going for a million six. Now they're going for 900 because these were the condos that the, the oil people were buying. Office space where people were just buying up as much office space as they could is now tons of office space, whether you're in Halifax, whether you're in Calgary. Um is it going to hit Toronto? I mean, we're not in the oil business, but we're in the service industry. We don't do too much manufacturing in Toronto. But I think the service industry is going to get hurt, and I think the housing, we've said it before, there is a bubble. It, nothing goes up in a straight line. We've had it in gold and silver. We went up pretty high up to 2011. We've actually pretty had a bad four years where we've got hit up. It's gone sideways. The stock market had the benefit of cheap, cheap money. And now, as you said, Jeremy, the stock market has been hit. It's starting to get come off. You know, when you've got uh, the Japanese stock market, I mean, getting, losing four or 500 points a day, when the, the Dow is losing four or 500 points a day, when the Shanghai um, the, uh, and any other markets in China are hitting, getting hit up every day, it's scary. You can't put stops where, you know, the market drops 7% and boom, you stop the market. They've started to you know, get rid of that because it doesn't work. The markets take care of themselves. The good will always overcome the bad. It always has. Badly run companies will go in the toilet. Listen, when we get back, we're going to talk about exactly how you can own physical precious metals through Guildhall Wealth Management, the methods of purchase. We're going to talk RSPs. We've got Eurozone, Chinese economy, commodities markets, silver production, and colored diamonds. So please stay tuned. John? It's all coming up. one 8 silver on The Real Money Show. That is the number to start investing, guildhallwealth.com. Reminder, seminar coming up. You want to know how to hold bullion in your RSP? Very simple. February 6th, you'll be educated from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. The Hilton Garden Inn in Mississauga, one 274 9570 That is the number to register for that one. A reminder, you got until the 29th anyway to, to wrap it up before RSP season is over. So make sure you get a, a beat on that one register as soon as you can. More of The Real Money Show coming up. Talk Radio, AM 640. And back with more of The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom The uh, seminar is coming up as well. That's going to be on the 6th of February, and the place will be the Hilton Garden in uh, Toronto Airport in Mississauga. You want to register, it is one 274 9570 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., and get your learn on about how to uh, put buoyant into an RSP account. We're talking about the things that might have gone wrong. That's the topic uh, there, Darren, as we uh, covered Hillary Clinton. We've done the jobs report. You'll want to move on to the Eurozone, yeah? Yeah, I just wanted to interrupt. Mm -hmm. We have an interview scheduled today with uh, Eden Rachmanoff um, on on diamonds, colored diamonds. But unfortunately, we couldn't make the connection in Tel Aviv today, so it's going to be done at a future date. And this is such an exciting interview that we really wanted to do it. This is the guy that wrote the book on natural fancy colored diamonds. Um, And there's only three books out there that have been written. He was one of the uh, first people to write it. His family's been in the business for over 100 years and is so knowledgeable. And, uh, He's also the co-founder of the Fancy Color Research Foundation. No Absolutely. kidding. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So we were, you know, 
we're going to book him again. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it the call today. But, Darren, why don't we carry on from where? We will. And the first thing we want to do before we get to the Eurozone, John, because that's a mess in and of itself, at Guildhall, we want to know that if you want to buy physical gold and silver, we have every basis covered. If you'd like to come in and pick up some product to take home and store yourself, that's starting point number one. You can come in, pick up some gold in coin or bullion form, some silver, platinum, or palladium, and of course, take that home with you after you've made arrangements for payment. If you'd like to take that a step further, you'd like to store that with our firm, we have a Class 3 vaulting facility that is IROC approved, it is regulated, and of course, insured. It's one of the best in the world, and of course, it gives you the option to store it locally. You could have your product stored right around the corner from where we are located. We now have a depository that is COMEX approved, one of only nine in the world, so we're very proud to make that announcement, and our partnerships with the people we work with can also give you access to that vault. In addition to that, if you'd like to go beyond that, there is the option to have your money stored in an RRSP or some type of TFSA, a RIF, LIF, Lira, lots of options for you there. If you want to take advantage of the tax shelters that are given to you legally by this country of ours, then of course you can put gold and silver into those shelters right now. If you'd like to open up a TFSA, you have the ability to put up to as much as $46,500 in physical bullion and into the TFSA. And of course, whatever you make from here on out, the price of silver was to double in the next three years, which we think it's capable of doing. Those gains are sheltered and tax-free. So that is yet a third way that you can own gold and silver through Guildhall Wealth Management. But of course, all of those, as you've been saying through the show, John, take a little bit of initiative on the behalf of the listener. And if you are listening right now, head over to our website at guildhallwealth.com. Check out the options for ownership. Take a look at our team. Find out a little more about what we offer and look at the product. Actually physically see what it looks like to own a few pounds of silver, maybe a few pounds of gold, and look what it would be like to store it or to keep it here with us. I mean, it's a really fascinating thing. I think it's a wonderful idea to do it before you buy. But yes, John, you were saying before this, the Eurozone, what a mess. I mean, this is uh, in and of itself a whole part of the world that with even just one piece of the puzzle falling apart could leave us with a very big hole in the world economy. You've got the Netherlands' upcoming vote on the European-Ukrainian Association Treaty about to happen in the next few weeks. You've got the UK's inevitable Brexit vote. I think that that's going to be coming soon. They may be voting to exit uh, the whole Eurozone. Catalonia's expanding secession movement. You've got Greek bailout failure. Uh, you've got a related surge in anti-Euro sentiment in Portugal, Spain, Italy, France, among others. And any of those could single-handedly plunge Europe into chaos. And with, and I'll tell you right now, with each passing day, John, as the global economy collapses further, Europe's migrancy crisis will only worsen, in turn expanding the global war on terrorism, which when all is said and done, may well bring about the types of leaders that made Germany infamous, dare I say it. But the truth is, you need to protect yourself as a result, which is why more than ever the urgency to own good assets, quality long-term assets like gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and natural fancy colored diamonds is right at the forefront of what you should be doing as an investor. I talked to so many people and we talked last night at the seminar we had at Quest Trade. And you know what was a funny thing that I'm reminded of quite frequently, John? When people come up to us, we'll ask them, do you have an RSP? And they'll say, oh, yeah, 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 I bought, I, I bought one there uh, not too long ago. I said, what do you mean you bought one? He said, yeah, you know, one of those mutual funds. I own a mutual fund. And uh, they assume for some reason that that, in fact, is an RSP when, in fact, it's not. That's a wholly separate type of investment, which is actually uh, quite different. And most people make that mistake. I've heard it time and time again. But the reality is they are wholeheartedly different things. And you could have a mutual fund within an RSP. But, of course, not necessarily does one equal the other. So, again, want to make clear that that's part of what uh, we offer as a firm. So again, uh, this is a show, John, about they might have got it wrong. We've talked about Hillary Clinton. We've talked about the jobs report. We've talked about the Eurozone and how to own physical precious metals. Why don't you give us a number and 
Ask another question. one 877 com is that number. Pick up the Precious Metal Advisor and Investor Kit. Learn about using your RSP, as Darren alluded to there. And to have with this one, a big one in the news all over the place, not just on this show, that would be the Chinese economy. Yeah, it's miserable Chinese economic data, which is confirming four years of deflation basically uh, catalyzed yet another equity crash. Paul talked about it earlier, but we saw late last week and early this week, the Shanghai Exchange plunged 5.3% in one morning, while the Shenzhen plunged 6.6% as we were sitting there watching gold and silver respond, and they actually did get a bump. We saw gold jump above 1,100 an ounce, while silver jumped back up to the 1430 range, which was a pretty nice move midweek. And basically what's happening over there, this is all going down amidst cratering commodities and currencies and money market liquidity. Uh, To that end, the People's Bank of China uh, interacted with the marketplace. Of course, they had the one intervention, and it's become so blatant at this point. It's its national team's uh, stock market intervention is basically the second program they're running there, and both of those running in tandem give us some sense of how they are, and it's very comical for most analysts to see this happening, attempting to slow the devaluation that they initiated. And um, quite frankly, You've got basically about $300 billion of stock buybacks in the last year alone in that marketplace. And we we're just talking about it on the way down, Paul. But the significance of this is that they are trying to give people the opinion that things are good. Well, absolutely. And the other thing is they got the public in China to buy stocks on margin. And some of these people have four and five margin accounts. They're going to start – well, they're getting hammered now. I mean, they're going to get – you know, equity calls, collateral calls, where they have to come up with the money or sell the stock off. And, you know, do you really believe everything that comes out of a communist country? I don't. Um, You know, they're pretty uh, closed-lipped on what they do, and not many people know what happens. You know, I've always said the best place to invest is in countries with English-speaking countries. At least you know uh, there's something going on. You You get some type of information. You know, whether you're in the Canadian stock market, the U.S. stock market, Australian stock market, even the Hong Kong stock market is basically, you know, English-speaking people, you're pretty safe. Um, I'm not convinced that, as I said, that the the Chinese market is a great market to be in. Uh, It's uh, The emerging markets, all their currencies have been devalued. Um, The U.S. stock market has done well based on uh, low, low interest rates, borrowing money. You know, the big uh, Wall Street people have borrowed money for nothing, bought stocks, moved it up. But what goes up must come down. There's only a certain amount of places where you can put your money. You can put your money in real estate. You can put your money in the stock market. You can put your money in the bank at virtually no interest at all. You can put it into commodities. You can put it under the mattress. And it seems a lot of people right now are going to the sidelines and trying to keep cash rather than being in the markets. They are scared. They are nervous. We talk to people every day. I mean, it's like being a psychiatrist talking somebody off the ledge because people just don't know where to invest. The smart money goes into things like hard assets, whether it's gold and silver. We can be down for two, three years, but in the long run, it's a proven fact that gold and silver will move up with currency Look after your look after your wealth in the long run. The same as in whether you get into a natural fancy colored diamond. It is portable wealth. It's always done well. That's why you see in auctions right now, whether it's art, whether it's even car auctions, they're going for unbelievable prices because people need to put their money into a hard asset that they know somewhere down the road they're able to turn it into cash. I, you know, I'm not saying that you should have a hundred percent of your money in gold and silver, a hundred percent in natural fancy colored diamonds, but you need to have fifteen, twenty percent of your portfolio. You have life insurance, you have car insurance, home insurance. You never want to collect on those things, but they are there for your protection. You know, if something happens to you, God forbid, you know, your family is looked after. This is the same thing by getting into natural fancy colored diamonds, hard assets of gold and silver. They will always outlast fiat currencies. Fiat currency is a printing machine. You can't print a bar of gold. You can't print a bar of silver. And right now, 
Gold, silver, for example, is a byproduct of gold, copper, zinc mining. Nobody is putting any money into mining. Mine, mines are closing down. There is a shortage of product. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. We'll roll down our list, uh, Darren, on the uh, show topics for today where things might have gone wrong. They might have got it wrong. Commodity markets, yeah? Well, this is a big one, John. Big topic, and Paul just touched on it. But as we tape here on Thursday, crude oil touched below $30 a barrel this week. That's West Texas Intermediate Crude, the one that we watch the most, the sweet crude. Uh, there's also the Brent crude as well. But again, that is... It's unprecedented. We're not seeing the same price per liter anywhere near it. And again, this is uh, while at the same time prices of copper below $2 a pound for the first time in seven years. And they are en route to breach 2009's bottom low of buck forty a pound, which I might add is the same price copper traded at 27 years ago. So talk about bargains. I mean, perfect time. And I might add that as hundreds of base metal miners are undertaking the year-end optional uh, operation operational reviews and reserve resource revisions we are watching this happen and the conclusion the coming uh, coming weeks will likely yield massive write downs mine closures as paul mentioned before and capital expenditure uh, reductions all of which mean less products coming out of the ground. We'll talk about topic six in segment four, but we're going to take a break right now. We're going to go to Colored Diamonds because I know we got a lot to get off our chest this week, a lot to be said. So please stay tuned. We'll throw it over to you, John. Yeah, in the meantime, one eight seven seven eight silver is the number to start investing. Go to guildhallwealth.com for a lot more details of all this stuff when it comes to gold and silver and using our RSP. And in that regard, there is a seminar coming up. The date will be Saturday, February 6th, and the place will be the Hilton Garden in Toronto Airport in Mississauga, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's just a quick couple hours to get educated on that. Today, you'll want to register 1-866-274-9570. Real Money Show continues. Talk Radio AM 640. And back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Quick reminder as well, if you're in the market for and thinking about getting some education about using your RSP room for precious metals, you could do so. There's a seminar. It's just a couple hours long, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. happening on February 6th. That's a Saturday. The place will be the Hilton Garden in Toronto in Mississauga. The number to register, get your uh, get your seats while you can. They're going quickly. There's free parking as well, some light refreshments, one 274 9570 Diamonds. Let's talk diamonds now, Paul. I know you mentioned that uh, you know the authoritative voice on diamonds was set to do an interview today, but uh, we'll be returning in the following weeks. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Eden is uh, just an expert in, in natural fancy color diamonds. His family has been in the business for over a hundred years. Uh, they are cutters and polishers, and uh, we're privileged to do business with them. That'll be a great show. Yeah, it's going to be, be a great, great show. show. Um, I was, you know, reading uh, last night and even this morning about uh, how one of the pundits are calling for a 59-cent uh, loony. Um, you know, we're trading right now at 69 and change on the loony. All natural fancy-colored diamonds, all gold and silver is purchased in U.S. dollars. That is the standard. Um on our website, whether you go to our e-commerce site for Guildhall Wealth and you're buying physical gold and silver, it's priced in U.S. dollars. And sometimes people say to us, you're a Canadian company, and why are you pricing in U.S. dollars? And the reason that we price in U.S. dollars because we buy in U.S. dollars, and it's traded in U.S. dollars, and it's the convenience of turning it then into Canadian currency. If you have U.S., buy the product in U.S. by all means. What's happening to the diamond business right now is... Every diamond that we purchase is purchased in U.S. dollars. Right now, we're trading, you know, about a buck forty-four difference on the dollar. So, when you're buying a, a diamond, you're buying in Canadian currency. You're paying in Canadian currency, but that diamond is also appreciating. If you would have bought the diamond last year alone, you've made over twenty points in currency. Never mind that the diamond may have gone up at a minimum of six percent or 8% if it was a fancy, maybe 15% on Intense, on a Vivid, maybe as much as 30%, or even on an Argyle Pink. It is a hard asset that's going to actually take care of your capital. As currencies shrink and as your buying power shrinks, you need to own something that's going to keep up with the confiscation of your wealth, and that is the printing of more money or the devaluing of a dollar. 
just to, if I can add to that in terms of exchange rates, that um, just to compare diamonds to precious metals, a lot of people are very concerned about the exchange rate, um, and it's it's new for them. We've been talking about the exchange rate for over a year now in terms of if you own hard assets, it protects against against falling currencies. It's not that the exchange rate has gone high. It's that the Canadian dollar has lost value. We're lucky that in precious metals, the price in U.S. dollars is very low, so that in Canadian dollars, the price hasn't really changed a whole lot in the last year. So if you had an opportunity to buy something cheap a year ago and you continue to have that that cheap price today, you're able to buy more than your fair share. And that's the point. If your insurance company lowered premiums, would you get that life insurance? Would you get that car insurance and house insurance? Or would you say, you know, I still don't want to buy it. I still don't want to pay to have that insurance. Well, for those that bought silver a year ago, they didn't lose any value of their Canadian dollar because they've been holding it in precious metals and they've stayed steady in Canadian. Diamonds, not as much. If you've held a diamond for the last year in Canadian funds, you've made money. As you're saying, Paul, you've made as, as much as 20, zone. 30% plus the increase on the diamonds alone. So in precious metals, we've seen a decrease in American dollars. So we're able to, uh, Canadians are able to still get into that market at a, at, at a price that's not appreciating. Whereas with diamonds, if you've held it, you've already made money. Going forward, it's going to get even more expensive unless that exchange rate changes. Now, we're at, we haven't 69. been here since, since for 13 years since we've had exchange rates like this. And we don't know what the future can hold. But what we do know is that the current inventory that we have, we haven't raised the prices on. Now, every Canadian who goes to a grocery store or goes to a jewelry store, I mean, I, I was at a, a, a high-end store at Christmas looking at some jewelry, and they said, come January, the prices will be higher because this is American product that we're selling, mm. right? So everything is going to be rising as a result. I was at a grocery store, I won't say the name, on uh, Sunday, and asparagus was seven ninety nine. Right. Yeah. pounds. But, I, but yeah. I always joked before. Come on. Yeah, blueberries are Peru. like $6. Yeah. A, but I always a, joked before that Canadians really don't notice when prices are going up, except that we don't grow oranges and grapefruits. No. And when you start to pay $8 for an orange or seven ninety nine for asparagus, it hit, hits home. Okay. You know, it doesn't make any difference. You can't say to someone, well, don't eat asparagus. Uh, you know, eat cabbage. I mean, you know, not everybody likes cabbage. You know, they want right. asparagus. The difference is with natural fancy colored diamonds right now, we haven't changed our prices. We've left them on the website because we purchased diamonds when the currency was a dollar twenty, a dollar thirty, a dollar thirty five. It's only the last month where we've gone up to as high as a dollar forty four right now. Mm. We haven't changed our price, but any new product that we are bringing in, we're going to be increasing our prices. So it's an opportunity to go to our website. Look at go to Guildhall Diamonds. Look at the selection of diamonds. We're selling a lot of diamonds. We have product. We have we're not putting up our prices. We're going to clear the inventory that we have. When that inventory is gone, and I put up my new inventory, there is going to be a substantial, and I say with substantial price increase. So, if you think about it, if you're looking for a way to hedge against the fact that the Canadian dollar has fallen. This is an unbelievable opportunity to take advantage of it. And if you've been thinking about a natural fancy colored diamond for a while or want to learn more about it, this is a great opportunity. And there's only so many diamonds available in this type of realm in terms of investment grade, meaning the highest clarities, the strongest colors, the best proportions. And uh, just before we did the started the show, I was looking on the GIA, uh, Gemology Institute of America site, where they've got a lot... They, they've really increased their educational side for natural fancy colored diamonds. But the, when you see the photos and examples that they're using, the, the clarity on, on these colored diamonds is, is terrible. And it makes, makes you appreciate even more the fact that Guildhall, when it comes to yellow diamonds, deals only in internally flawless. Pink diamonds, 
We've never sold an SI pink diamond. We've only ever sold VS quality or higher. Uh, blue diamonds, we've never sold a VS blue diamond, only IF blue diamonds. So the quality that Guildhall has is uncomparable in terms of the in terms of what you can get for your for your money at Guildhall. We have clients who buy diamonds for engagement or for an anniversary simply because they know that they're going to get twice the quality at at maybe half the price that you would at a retail store. So why wouldn't you buy the better quality? And again, I think the biggest opportunity right now is that twofold, and it's for both metals and diamonds. In metals, precious metals, you have an opportunity, even with the exchange rate, to still buy precious metals while they're undervalued to still be involved in that market, to protect yourself. We want that security going forward. Is the stock market a savings account? Should it be treated as a savings account? That That's up to the individual. But for diamonds, it's you're able to purchase at last year's prices almost and take advantage of the fact that even though the currency has lost value, you're able to, to buy something that will already, once you walk away, once you've gotten involved in that market and you walk away, you've already secured yourself and against the, the collapse in currency or the, or the decrease in the value of the currency. But you can get started with a, a natural fancy one carat internally flawless yellow for about $15,000. We have a, a pretty good selection of those diamonds. As I said, we're going to change the prices. That $15,000 diamond is probably going to be seventeen five when we have to replace it. But let's look at the, go back a little bit to silver, for example. If silver is trading at $14 and you're paying $1.44, $1.45, if the currency goes back to par, you can guarantee almost that the price of silver is going to be $19.20 anyway. Mm. You're not going to do any damage. It's a protection. It's an insurance policy against currency of what they're doing to the dollar, what they're doing to the yen, what they're doing to the euro. Every currency is being beaten up against the U.S. dollar because everybody wants to export. But imports into these countries are costing more and more and more. Again, going back 13 years when the last time the exchange rate was like this, price of silver was in the $5 range. Correct, $5.40. When we were at... At par, silver was as high as $48. So silver can move a lot faster, and gold too, can move a lot faster than currencies. It's only been because gold and silver have been consolidating over the last year that the price hasn't really moved in gold and silver, but the exchange rates moved around it. Now, if the exchange rate stayed the same and nothing changed and silver goes to $50, it's equivalent to selling off at $67 or higher. If the exchange rates start to come back down to normal, that that's probably going to be an indication that the U.S. dollar is losing value, which means – and anybody I talk to who, who doesn't know anything about precious metals, you say, what would happen if, if gold was skyrocketing right now? They'll all, they'll all say it probably means there's a problem with the dollar. Exactly. You don't need a PhD to realize that gold and silver are the barometer of the health of a currency. So if you've held on to silver for the last year in Canadian dollars, you've you've done nothing. You've lost nothing, which is not what you can say for holding a stock in the stock market most of the time. Correct. But but, but if if the exchange rates start to come back to to par, metals will go up. You 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 know that it's because the US dollar is coming down off its high right now, which means the metals are going to move so much faster than the than the exchange rates can come down. So it's about velocity in this case. If you're a small investor or a large investor, you can go to Guildhall Wealth, you can go to our e-commerce store and by the way, we're just uh, uh, introducing a new uh, e-commerce store within the next uh, 60 days. But you can go to the store, top right-hand corner. You can buy a start, we call it a, a combo kit. It's 22 ounces of silver, 10-ounce bar, 10-ounce maples, 10-one-ounce maples and 2-one-ounce bars of silver. You can buy a combo 2, which is 50 ounces, combo 3, which is 100 ounces, combo 4, which is 200 ounces, or you can buy larger amounts. If you're looking to put into an RSP, a TFSA, any other pension plan, you can do that through us. We we partner with Questrade that are the custodians of the account. We just are the purveyors. We do the buying and the selling of the product 
on behalf of Questrade that looks after your money and your fund. Um, if you want to take the product home, you can take the product home from the e-store. If you want to put it into the depository, which is safe, secure, segregated, allocated, where we can give you the bar numbers. And by the way, when you buy in an RSP or a TFSA, we give you the bar numbers. We're the only company that gives you the bar numbers. If you want to go visit your product, we can give you the ability within a 24-hour notice to go visit your bar numbers, check off your bars that you purchased, make you a happy camper. This is a great time to buy gold, silver, but it's also, you can do a package. Buy a diamond, buy a little bit of silver, a little bit of gold, put it away. If you're looking to retire, you're looking to put your kids through school, what a great opportunity to buy a diamond. Pink diamonds, for example, argyle pinks, are are actually going up. And this is a fact of 361% over the last 10 years, that's been the increase. This is on quality brand diamonds, and these figures come... Uh, you know, from auction houses, wholesalers, uh, cutters and polishers, from retail. It's a great, great investment. Put 50000 a 100000 into a diamond on a pink. You can easily turn around in 10 years' time and have a stone that's worth $350,000. If that's the type of money you want to make, that's the type of money you want to protect your wealth with, give us a call. Every call is a, is private. We'll be happy to see you. Come into our office, sit down, and we'll discuss you know, what type of diamond you want to buy. Go over, even if you want to put into your RSP, TFSA, your portfolio, we will be able to accommodate anything that you want to do, but it's held well, you in can't, strict confidence. Obviously, we can't put diamonds into, the, into that no, portfolio. It's just precious metals into that portfolio. Mm-hmm. Diamonds are strictly outside of that portfolio. Uh, one diamond that we have on the site right now, which I think is uh, is something to, to really look into, is a .30 Intense Argyle, and it's VS1. So that's r- incredible clarity. It's also an emerald cut. So emerald cut really shows off color. And if the clarity isn't very good, it's going to show off inclusions really well as well. So this diamond really shows off color, a great, great shape, very typical of, of argyle mines. Those those uh, emerald shapes are, are quite popular. But this one does have, uh, again, it's over a quarter carat, which is great, 0. 0.30 of a carat. And the and the clarity is amazing. So one would definitely want to look into that diamond. One eight seven seven eight silver to start investing guildhallwealth.com or for the collection guildhalldiamonds.com. Some information coming up very shortly, how you can get educated on using uh, silver and gold into an RSP account, how to hold bullion in an RSP. The seminar is happening on the 6th of February. The place will be the Hilton Garden in Toronto in Mississauga from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. That is a Saturday on the 6th of February. And you want to attend one eight six six two seven four ninety five seven. You got free parking, some light refreshments, but it's filling up quickly, so get on that. And hopefully we'll see you there. Guys, we'll uh, wrap up in our next topic. We'll get back into, I think, Darren, who had a few more topics left uh, with, I think they got it wrong, number five and number six to go. And we'll recap the entire show up to this point. The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. Back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom The seminar coming up once again Saturday, February 6th. It'll be the Hilton Garden in Toronto. That's in Mississauga. The number is one eight six six two seven four ninety five seventy to register. It'll be on the Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., an educator. How to hold bullion in an RRSP, some light refreshments and free parking. Get on it before it fills up. The uh, theme of the show, Darren, off the start was uh, they may have got it wrong. We've been going through a bunch of topics and uh, getting in depth on one of those. The last one we have for the day is silver production. That's right, John. We're spending this show talking about dramatically escalating, exponentially expanding, horrible headlines. And these are the type of headlines that are behind the truth of the mainstream media, the kind that nobody talks about except for you understand and follow Guildhall and those that we follow in the world of gold and silver. And there are a lot of truths that people don't want to hear much about. One of them happens to be silver production. And to that end, recall that back in October of 2014, we on this very show espoused right here that global silver production could eventually plunge as much as 50%. Given that nearly 80% of silver production is the byproduct of copper, lead, and zinc mines, this is certainly coming to fruition at this point in time. 
also recall that last month we talked about one of the most horrible headlines that stand out as uh, a standout for me of 2015, which is that how in the U.S. silver production plunged 20% year over year in September, which was one of the largest headlines we had last year. You would not expect that to happen in a place like the U.S. where you would think if you're an average person and you know very little about silver, it's an abundant metal. How could it not be? $14 an ounce. There's got to be lots of it kicking around. But the truth is it isn't. And consider what we've been discussing about limited supplies being available for delivery right here at Guildhall and some products being removed altogether from availability. We can safely forecast what is rapidly becoming common knowledge, i.e. peak silver, and for that matter, gold. And they have decidedly arrived here, John. I now believe we can experience a steep decrease in global silver production. So in that vein, we may be looking at one of, if not the best opportunities within our lifetime to invest in an undervalued asset. And like my good friend Ted Butler said, when all of the economic nonsense settles down, you'll realize that you should run, not walk, to own this asset. So getting into the marketplace with Guildhall, it's a very easy thing to do, John. If you've been listening to this show and you'd like to find out more about colored diamonds or physical metals, it's a very straightforward process. It starts by going to the website and giving us a call. Do you know the interesting thing? There was more losing Powerball lottery tickets than there is ounces of silver. <laughs> yeah, there's a good point, isn't it? Three right? winners. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was, you know, what they sell, two billion ounces? I mean, is there two billion ounces of silver? No, there isn't. There you go. There's a good point, and it's, you know what, there's a lot of things in this world that you could use as an analogy to prove how small the silver market well, really is. One, one could, Paul, in your opinion, expert opinion, you've been serving in this panel the longest of anybody, could one person with enough money lay out corner and buy the, and corner the silver market? they did it with the Hum Brothers, and, yep. you know, because they did it, and the U.S. government got a little peed off of them, yep. um, you know, there was problems. But you could corner the market, and I think the market has been cornered by a few bullion banks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention names, but I think it's been done. But again, if you look at the U.S. economy, I mean, you know, Obama did the State of the Union uh, speech. It should have been the state we're in, not the State of the Union, because they are in a state. I mean, they come up with all these great things that they've done. There's still $18 trillion in debt, a trillion dollars is an awful lot of money. I mean, we've discussed before in seminars what a trillion dollars looks like. You know, you can take a, a U.S. football field, get a pallet stacked up with $100 bills, two pallets high, put a jumbo jet at one end and put the White House at the other end, and you still wouldn't come up with a trillion dollars. Or if you went back to biblical times um, and the time Jesus was born, and if you spent a million dollars a day, you wouldn't go through a trillion dollars. Crazy. So $18 trillion in debt, how are you ever going to pay that off? The only way you can pay it off is by crippling everybody's, every nation's currency and making your currency strong. It used to be the other way around. They just used to depreciate the U.S. dollar, where the dollar to basically to what its buying power is today from 100 years ago is worth 2% of the buying power of, of a dollar. And what is amazing about this topic, John, they might have got it wrong, is that all of these things we're talking about – the end result is that it's making precious metals wildly bullish. And this is an opportunity, if you're listening, to get a little piece of your invested dollars into a market that not only gives you long-term insurance, not only gives you long-term purchasing power, but might also give you the edge when it comes to having a little more than your neighbor down the road if everything ever does happen. We've talked about on this show Hillary Clinton's email fiasco that's come to light. They attacked apparently Libya in 2011. The U.S. used that as a front to go in there. The war on terrorism and all kinds of different excuses, but in reality it was to get the oil and the gold. We talked about the jobs reports. Again, very fake statistics that are coming out. Seasonally adjusted jobs this time of year mean very little to me. We talked about the Eurozone, Mm -hmm. the relative weakness of the Eurozone right now and how little it would take to plunge that part of the world into economic calamity. We talked about the Chinese economy, the amount of stress that that economy is under at this point in time, and how if I was an investor, I wouldn't want to put a dollar in there because I don't trust those people. Not that I trust the people over here that are investing in our stock markets, but I do have less trust in that country right there. We talked about commodity markets and how 
within the first quarter, we're going to start to hear about a lot more mining operations going under because they're mining a product which is not jumping above the break-even point. They're spending copious amounts of dollars to pull metals out of the ground without being able to make a profit. That's a huge problem. And last, of course, we covered silver production. All these things point to one thing, John. Ownership of precious metals in the physical form is a smart thing if you're an investor. Now, in addition to that, we spent one segment talking about colored diamonds. Why don't, Jeremy, you give us an idea of how we can pair all that together, put something into our portfolios, maybe in diamond, uh, silver, gold. Talk about your recent experiences and and let us know how can we pair all that together before we leave today. So we can purchase precious metals, get involved in the market, whether just putting a toe in the water and picking up a few ounces over the counter and taking that home. If we, if you want to really get involved and you decide you are going to acquire over a thousand ounces of silver, you're definitely going to want to secure that and get that product insured and make sure that it's safe. And also that you can buy and sell easily on a phone call. You're going to look at the depository and the custodial services. You can utilize the RSP to get involved and use funds that you might not want to have in the stock market. You might not want to be paying 3% mutual fund fees, et cetera, and you decide you want to get into a hard asset that we feel is undervalued. You can do it that way. You, if you want to complete your, your hard asset portfolio, you're definitely going to want to look into acquiring a natural fancy colored diamond. Because of the exchange rate increase, I think this is a great time to look at diamonds that are currently up on our website because these are diamonds that were purchased before the exchange rate got bad in Canada. So you can take advantage of that and and hedge against the dollar. One last thing, we have rescheduled, by the way, our interview with Eden Rachmanoff. It's going to be uh, on February 4th. Listen, folks, before we go, it's getting cold out there. If you're in the downtown core, keep an extra couple blankets in your car and give it to those that are a little more needy than you and drop a little extra off at your local food bank. Thanks for listening to The Real Money Show. Till next time, guys, I want to remind you one more time about the seminar coming up, How to Hold Bullion in an RSP. It is February 6th, and the time is 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Saturday, the February 6th. That is a Saturday. Hilden Garten Inn in the airport or by the airport, Toronto Airport, Mississauga. The number is one 274 9570 to register. you got some free parking and some light refreshments as well. you got to register to attend. Do it quickly. Uh, until next time, one eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhallwealth.com for lots more information. This has been The Real Money Show. Talk Radio AM 640. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music and all podcast platforms.